Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Roll Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption. Andrew Henderson checking in from somewhere in the UK. Jay Truitt from a pollen-enriched Missouri. Exactly. Right. Finally, we got rain and we went from brown to green just in time to actually just re reimpose a whole bunch of whatever stuff from plants doing stuff uh, into my system. It's it's called um, carbon carbon sequestration, actually. No, Uh, it's called called plant sex. We're going to teach plant sex. In education now. We're going to educate how the pollen actually goes from the male plant to the female plant. You're not going to go down that road. That's the way King King Charles went down that road and started telling plants what to do. Now he's telling us all what to do. Oh, my goodness. Right? So, yeah, at some point, we'll probably have a a corn protest that... (laughs) Um, a bunch of hybrid corn wants to uh, change genders and uh, produce a different kernel. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the soybeans, yeah. the soybeans next door will, will riot and uh, tear the irrigation equipment down. You know, Wait a because Jay, they feel I just differently. Thought, I just thought of something. You know yeah. how long we've talked about somebody's acting corny. Corn yeah. can self pollinate. So it can yep. take the tassel and get it to the silks and self-pollinate. Yep. We just finally caught up with the, the corniness of the corn plant. No, we haven't caught up, Trent. It's <laughs> just still a figment of people's imagination. We have not <laughs> caught up with that yet. And the last person I would want to have sex with is myself. Yeah. I have to say that. Well, and, you're and, not and, normal. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I hope I'm not normal. I mean, if that's normal, I hope I am not normal. But, uh, Boy, that's that's yeah. where we've no, that's where we've that's that, where we're at today in political diatribe. Isn't that ridiculous? Right? Is it quickly moves into uh, uh, the most the most absurd and the most uh, the scariest the scariest conversation I think I've had recently, honestly, just now. <laughs> now you're sounding corny. You're sounding yeah. corny, Jay Truitt. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Is so, Maybe. Has somebody, somebody planted something in your mind, Jay? Is that what's going on here? Uh, what's going on? I hope not, boy. I hope not. <laughs> well, you see, artificial intelligence. Don't forget, Klaus Schwab says that by 2030, and all three of us might get that far, we will have a little chip implanted inside us. How about that? Not, yeah, not something a, like that. It won't well, be a French you know, fry, it'll be a chip. It'll be, it will be a chip, it won't be a French fry, just for those listening in America. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So one of the, I was telling uh, Trent before we went on air that uh, I had watched The Sound of Freedom last night, and, you know, they, uh, according to that, movie they gave them a gps chip to implant in themselves um, just so that they could track them uh, while they were going after the kids in in the deep darkest parts of colombia right so they fell for that then didn't they well and so i in 
some respects, right? They wanted to be able to find, they wanted their family members to be able to retrieve their bodies uh, from, because they thought they were going to die, you know? And okay. I, so I can, I guess I can appreciate that when you're down to that point in the decision-making process, but um, powerful, powerful movie. And uh, uh, continue to see sold out crowds for it, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's been held over in the little community that's uh, that's closest to me, and and I know several other communities in the out in rural America have had to help hold on to it. I do fear that people uh, in rural America see it as their as uh, as someone else's problem still, right? Yeah. Something that doesn't affect rural America, but it absolutely does. And uh, America is the largest recipient of of uh of children um uh, traded for the sake of uh uh inappropriate sexual conduct you know and um that's, that's something that the, our country should be ashamed of maybe more than anything else that I've heard us defined by over the last couple of decades that's so, number but, one number but, number but, two but, this but, idea but, this idea that um that slavery is now at the highest slavery worldwide is at the highest numbers that it's ever been. And you just have to like, let that kind of wash over on you. I, I, I saw, I saw that when I was in the middle East, some of the countries in the middle East still have a really viable slave trade going on. Um, not the countries that make the news all the time, but other places. But it depends how you define slavery, isn't it? Because I would say everybody in China is enslaved. Um, everybody is, and because I've been there, I can assure you that is the case because they are, there's no freedom there. Do you know that they um, even have apps? They even that, have apps yeah. on phones where it tells you the a person who's got a good credit score can tell from their app whether there's anybody sitting in the room that they ought not to talk to because the authorities have deemed them not to be good citizens. That's how far it's gone. So, I agree with you in concept, but we, Hank Vogler, who's married to a, a lady from China and traveled to China three times in the last five years, he would tell you that while they want you to believe everybody is enslaved, that capitalism is the genie that's out of the bottle, and this government talks about controlling everybody's lives, but when you get out into the real country, there are people that are just entrepreneurs like in the United States. And because of oh. the, the the phone and the access to the internet, people know what can be accomplished. And while there are large numbers that are completely enslaved, enslaved and controlled on a daily basis, there's large numbers of people that have found a way to make capitalism work in a communist society. Oh, for sure. But I've, I've worked with those people in China, Trent. But I'll tell you what, they are forever looking over their shoulders and making sure that... So am I. There. So am I. You're not you're not looking over your shoulder for fear of being uh, disappearing and murdered, are you? They are. There is a difference. No, no, I'm not looking over my shoulder in fear, but I'm constantly <clears throat> aware of my surroundings and know yeah. that at any point in time I could be the next Lavoy Finnegan. Oh yeah, I, 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 I feel that way as well. But I, I can tell you from experience in China. There was one point when I was in China where I really did think I could disappear and nobody would know where I'd gone. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that I've never felt that in America or in the UK yet. I'm not saying it's not coming. Yeah. I'm just saying yet. Um, but you, you know, you, th- this, um, Sound of Freedom movie, I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen people's responses to it. And as Trent points out, the, the, the money that it's making is huge, but it's actually going to the cartels that actually do this stuff. That's really quite bizarre, isn't it, when you think about it? Well, yeah. and again, I I mean, I appreciate the conversation we just had, but um, I mean, you still, you, we, slavery by the by the strictest definition forget about the people that are inside of a government that limits or or uh, almost eliminates freedom period but slavery yeah. the ability for someone to just sell you to another person without your permission or or anything else uh and treat you worse than an animal would be treated right uh, for 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 us to have to admit as a society in the world that it's at the highest levels that it's ever been, and then understand that, um, quote unquote, one of the freest countries in the world is the recipient of potentially millions of those children, um, should should almost uh, should almost be a shock wave that we can't get off the news. Uh, headline and instead the movie's largely been dismissed by the mainstream media uh in the united states you don't hear politicians talking about it every single day you hear a couple of people mention it in their stump speech but this should be the this should be this you know what this discussion's a lot more important than what is the national debt oh sure absolutely right absolutely 100 percent but Jay, you have to say that um, when the major news story in the United States of America is a guy that worked at Mar-a-Lago moving around confidential or so-called confidential documents, if he's the main news story, a guy that has no reason to do anything illegal, and he's the main news story in the USA, whilst whilst your current president is exposed as somebody who's taken millions of dollars from foreign adversaries, which includes then allowing unfettered immigration. Roll out, Jay Trudy Anderson. We're back with more after this. Join me in saying thank you to every veteran you can find. I see more people wearing a cap today than ever before. Don't let one walk by. Say thank you. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce alongside Andrew Henderson, Jay Truett. Andrew, you want to finish your thought? Well, I'm just saying, and it, 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 when that has been revealed yesterday, that you know, here he is giving uh, giving his uh, voice twenty times on the phone uh, to his son to these people, and it can all be tied to bank accounts and money that's been moved into the Biden crime family. And the main story is some poor guy that works moving boxes around Mar- Mar- Mar-a-Lago. We have a real problem with with uh, with our mainstream media worldwide. I mean, just imagine if these uh, crimes had been committed by Donald Trump. Just imagine if they'd been committed by Donald Trump. He would he wouldn't be in jail. He'd actually be hanging. That's where we're at. So back to the yeah. sound of freedom. 
Uh, I, I'm actually going to write my column today because Kelly and I went to see it on Sunday as well, Jay. And I know for a fact, number one, it's watered down. And I, I wondered why they watered it down. But the truth of the matter is that it's so egregious mm-hmm. that if they had really told what happens to these kids, people wouldn't be able to stomach it. They wouldn't be able to show up no. and at least get a taste of what's going on. But it's troubling me now that so many parents are going to this movie. They're coming back repulsed about what's happening in Honduras and what's happening in Colombia. That's horrible to these kids. And then they're, they're getting ready to send their own five year old or 10 year old kid to a public school system in the United States that is going to hijack and completely indoctrinate their mind about the country they live in, about where they came from, about what they need to do going forward, about what their gender is. There's really not much difference between the two other than the kids come home from school every day and we still have access to them, but we don't know what's happened in their head while they were gone. And we have well, to get involved in that process. Well, you might find that without your say-so as a parent, and the same thing's gone through in our government as well, you might find that they've been transgendered without your authority as well. Oh, absolutely. And we the same. Well, again, my back to my one one of the points I made earlier, and I and I think this was the thing that uh, t- so uh, kind of along that that vein that that you just opened, Trent. I think that there is this uh, thought process in rural America that. Um, these things only really happen in big cities, right? This is this is about Los Angeles and San Francisco mm-hmm. and Miami and yeah. and yeah. you know pick your city that you want to hate this month. <laughs> and and the the reality is is when you really start looking at the statistics, uh, the inverse is actually true. Yep. And and we're ha- we're actually having a bigger problem with this kind of moral moral crash the our are literally our cultural crash in rural america than we are in urban america and i yeah. i i can't i can't fix urban america right that's not my that's not my gig i spend half my life living in urban america but i realized that that's like a that's a that's a mountain too steep for me to climb i felt like you know my responsibility was more to uh to the rural route, the end of the, the the road instead of the beginning of the road, or well, no, really the beginning of the road, not the end of the road. Anyway, uh, I think people understand. I gravel instead of asphalt. Maybe we just say it that way, right? And uh, and now you realize that that in our this all happened in our generation, gentlemen. We allowed this to happen. We allowed yeah, we this did. transition to occur. It happened right <laughs> under the way, our nose. Is it not true that actually a lot of this is taking place not in urban America, but in rural America? Would it not be right to suggest that it's perhaps underground? It's just not visible to everybody. Would you not accept that? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely correct. And we, you know, again, uh, uh, I'm I'm not trying to like take a shot at anybody, but when you look at it, at things from a proportional standpoint, right? We like to talk about murder rates and all those sorts of things, and we love it in rural America that we can point to Chicago and uh, 
and claim their murder rate is uh, XYZ per 100,000, right? We don't have that, and yet every one of us has half a dozen guns. I have two laying around that I can see just from where I'm sitting, right? And so there, but, but people aren't getting murdered out here. Well, when you look at the, when you look at, start looking at the crime statistics on this and where they're actually really finding people that are, that are engaged in the, in the industries that are, that are doing this, the illegal industries that are doing this, um, rural America can't make that claim because from a proportional standpoint, um, we make Chicago look like, uh, um, uh, that, well, I started to say Vatican City, but maybe that's not the right example. Um, Mm-hmm. Anyway, we make it look like a, a, a candy land, and um, well, it's really sad. It's truly sad. Truly sad. Yeah. Well, it should infuriate people in rural America, and if, if nothing else, it should make us watch all the things that we can watch. One of those is that public education system. and I mean, that's where we can connect yeah. it back. What are the things that you can do? How about just get reengaged back in your kids' lives? Because somewhere in a classroom, they may be going to school with a, a young person who actually is being trafficked on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah, I've had it happen. And in a school yeah. with 287 students, K through 12. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, that, I mean, just, you know, it's, it's like the most repulsive thing that I can kind of fathom or think through. But it's, it's saw, happening. Saw, and it's happening in virtually every rural community somewhere. I saw a, uh, an officer who was doing that in Alabama yesterday and talking about it on another uh, network in America. And he was uh, he was making the point that uh, a lot of the people that you would that are running these operations, and he says it's very organized, are the people that are held in the highest esteem, a bit like Catholic priests were in the past. In the school structure, you su- you suddenly find out, he said, that people that you thought you could never be touched with such evil were the people that were actually perpetrating it all. And he said that's the really difficult one, is that you look at a school board and perhaps the most likely, the person le- least likely in your eyes to be the person orchestrating it is the person actually orchestrating it. Well, that's quite frightening, isn't it, when somebody explains yeah. it that way. So the, um, the other the other the other side of the equation is obviously you've got to you got to acknowledge that silence is complicity sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that you that you that you implicate yourself by virtue of your silence. And so when you live in a little small community that's being dominated by the drug trade, and you find that there's these little uh, um, crack houses and 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 somebody is is actually. Um, drawing an income off of renting out to those people, but they don't ever really monitor the properties or pay attention to them. They don't really want to let authorities have access to their rented properties, et cetera. They don't want their their little house or their little small farm somewhere tied up in a court case for for months and months and months on end. But the reality is the backside of that business is, is that they're trading people, human beings, out the back door while while they're trading drugs out the front door. And we yeah. kind of turn our nose up to one side of it. And then you find out that somewhere in town there's a banker that knew about the whole thing and just was willing to get paid. I'm not implicating a banker. I'm just saying somebody like yeah, that, right, that, yeah, you are, that you think is above reproach. Somebody, there's always somebody who, who knows. 
And by the looks of it, there's always somebody who's got who's been bribed not to tell. And that's yeah. the, the that's the uh, this whole thing. I mean, that's why I keep going back to our politicians. It's the same in the UK. Do you know that only one politician in, in the UK has stood up and questioned vaccines? That's when you think there's over 600 paid politicians, only one. And then, um, and I look at, I look at the, the, the looking away is the, is the real crime. The looking away right. that we're seeing everywhere in, in uh, elected politicians worldwide is so shocking. It's unbelievable. The looking away of, 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 of from the reality of corruption is, is a crime in itself. Just look away. Say nothing. Yeah. It's really quite quite worrying because, um, you know, as I say, the, the mainstream media in America and here, uh, they're not even, they're actually always trying to create news so that you don't look at exactly what is going on. They're oh, exactly. creating news to take you away from the real stories. And um, that will be where we pick it up when we come back with the second half of Roll Route. Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, I'm Trent Luce. More after this. The Free Soil Coalition is not even two weeks old, and yet we're making a dent in connecting and networking folks of like minds, one county to the next. That's what it's about, taking this country back one county at a time. The Free Soil Coalition held a tremendous meeting last night in Charles City, Iowa, and there are more to come. We're not specific to Iowa. We're specific to where property rights are eroding because we recognize that property rights are tied to liberty. And just like the Free Soul Party that lasted less than two years, we stand for free men, free speech, free soil, free thinking. Get more details at freesoilcoalition.com. Welcome back, Trent Luce, alongside Andrew Henderson, who continues to break the only rule on this program, Jay Truitt, checking in. Andrew's from the UK, Jay's from Missouri, which is a different foreign country. All right, Andrew, <laughs> you, you want to talk about the King of England being a no, largest landowner in the you world? Actually, you I, 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 I kind of I kinda did this time, right, during but, the break. But anyway, so. listen, here are guys, the King of England, now I've you found out a lot of stuff about the King of England that I didn't know. Not least, he's the wealthiest man in the world. And yet, a landowner, sorry, the wealthiest landowner in the world, because I'm sure there's people who are wealthier than him that own less land. But listen to this. He gets paid, the Queen got paid, £85 million, that's about $110 million, a year to maintain the royal palaces and uh, family. So that's payments to him, the family, etc. Do you know what? Since the Queen popped her clogs last year, he's having an increase from 75 million to 125 million. Now that's Biden economics if ever I've seen it. I I don't you, understand. You don't? Are you no. saying that you don't? I Oh, I thought we all did. I'm sorry. I yeah, we're all on that gravy train except you, it looks like, Andrew. <laughs> well, I'm not on that gravy train, uh, train but I, I cannot for the life of me see how when interest rates have gone up, mortgage rates have gone up, and you know what? Paradoxically, 
the funniest thing about it is it's not it's, it's actually not funny is that the recipient the owner of all this land is the guy that's getting the biggest cri- increase yeah the guy that owns I, all this land is the one that's getting the biggest increase of the lot it's um so really the king is still in charge that is 100 percent sure now now you now you know what it costs your england is just figuring out what it costs to clean up a rental property after an owner that had a bunch of dogs leaves <laughs> right <laughs> it's about 40 it's about 40 million bucks a year <laughs> is what uh, it's going to take to clean up after all those corgis that well, have been there for decades yeah, uh, and decades right I don't, I don't i don't think you need to incriminate corgis in the mix i'm just saying yeah no that's true <laughs> because a, how can you not like a corgi yeah, right. snickerdoodles. Well, How about a snickerdoodle? I wonder, yeah, I wonder, something, I, yeah. I'll tell you one thing, guys, that you haven't done yet because maybe you're frightened to do it. But has anybody found out how much land he actually owns in the United States of America? I think that might I, quite... I actually can't. I actually did look for that, and I can't find any. With all the land he owns around the world, I can't find any in the United right. States. It's attributed to the King of England. Well, I, I remember no, visiting... I, an, an interesting uh, no, an interesting back to this point though. Um, the royal family, personally, uh, as as a single entity, owns more U.S. debt as a percentage than any other person. Oh well, that's the. So would I not be right in saying that is is Columbia uh, the state of Columbia in in Washington D.C.? I wonder who owns that. There is no it's state not, of Columbia. It's not a state. It's a what district. It it's not a state. It's, it's a district. It's a it's a hundred percent it's a hundred percent owned uh, by the by the United city. States. Yeah. The okay. city itself is the city itself. Every inch of it. It's some of the more valuable real estate in the United States of America. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, what about uh, the old colonial places that I visited like Providence in there? Uh, uh, in in the north uh, in the northeast tip is that is that is none of that um because that's got a lot of British feel about it when I visited it is that not yeah we call it New England yeah 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 I I wouldn't I I would venture to guess that there is a there is a significant amount uh, of the foreign ownership of land in the United States um, the Netherlands. People from the Netherlands and people from Britain, generically, right? The United Kingdom um, are uh, every every set of stats I've ever seen shows them to be kind of at the top of the list. Canadians as well, but we we don't really count Canadians as foreigners. We count them as like uh, second cousins, cousins that you want to yeah. invite them to the party when you need people to bring food, but otherwise maybe not so much. <laughs> Uh, now that that could be defined as slavery, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, it could be uh, right. Yeah, uh, a little bit like that. Okay. So anyway, but, but we don't like, whip them, so we're okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just re- just remember that there's like just like there's more than one United States, there's more than one Canada, right? I would quickly trade a number of states in the United States for like three of the oh. provinces of of uh, Canada oh, ab- in a absolutely. heartbeat. Yeah. Absolutely. There's another 
and I, and and then I might take you're a fourth selling province your before you're even elected. Yeah, no, I might. Oh, I might take the fourth province if, and like give them New York to boot or something, right? If I could have well, anything from the hey. West Coast. The you know uh, the Great yeah. Lakes maybe right right you got to take BC because of the port you, you take Manitoba family on the ground your your president incumbent president is selling your country to not it's the other way around he's selling your country to China to Russia okay. and to and, and in part to Ukraine he's doing no, he it for sold, you anyway no he just sold himself there's yeah. a <laughs> I mean, that's the difference, right? The right. sad difference is he was willing to sell himself. And honestly, pretty cheap when you consider <laughs> where he was in the food chain at that point. That, yeah. you know, they were able to spend a few million dollars and mm. get control of, of, of an office uh, that, uh, you know, the, uh, at the time was a breath away from the White House, uh, from the presidency. Right? Well, you could argue. It, 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 well, you could argue that he's now enacted what they've agreed. Maybe I don't. Well, I'm not for sure what all they agreed, so I can't really say that. But he he didn't you take it just to be a good sport, right? You've certainly got the most open border you could ever imagine. I'm sure that was in the, in the, story. In the mix. Uh, I'm yep. still I'm still hung up on taking British Columbia because I'm really good with Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm on the fence about British Columbia. I'd rather have Ontario than British Columbia. Ontario. Yeah. So oh. I I could take I that's why I said I could take Ontario. I think we can still turn British Columbia around. I think there's a chance to turn it around. Yeah. It's have not you been to Vancouver? Completely. I yeah, but I understand everything that everybody's gonna say about it. But we could turn, we could, we could get it turned around. Nothing else. This is this becomes real selfish. My wife likes Lifetime movies, and almost all of them are formed in British Columbia or filmed in British Columbia. And so it would just be like a whole lot easier on our family yeah. if you didn't have the, to. The only reason to you have to country. take British Columbia is you can't get to Alaska driving without going through it. That's the only reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, see. Okay, so right. Here, here we go. Just, do you think the Canadians really want to be part of the United States of America? Given the fact that you, for example, you yes. even call the Canadian Today. dollar yeah. a loony. Yeah, yeah. You call they the do. Canadian dollar a loony. Yeah. What do they call it? A loony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they they don't call it because they just spend U.S. dollars in most cases. But no, yeah. When you talk to when I talk to all my friends in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, uh, man, they are uh, they are so anti Trudeau that they would come to the they would come to America uh, in a millisecond in a millisecond. Yeah, but this is all to do with one the reaction that they're having to one individual. Although I not really. Whether, well, isn't it? Because he is he, he is nah. a very very divisive character, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I, I think though they see themselves, especially so. Uh, and Trent spends more time up there than I do. But I, mm-hmm. I would, I would say that all the people I know in Alberta, they've kind of been on like a twenty-five year hunt now for a way to just be more like America. Oh, you know, they see yeah, themselves yeah. as more of a natural fit. Um, Manitoba and Saskatchewan almost 
that long, maybe, but Alberta for sure. It's just a whole different. I mean, I, they're culturally with, more aligned with us. I agree with Jay. In fact, the first time I started going to Canada on a regular basis, you know, they would tell me what was happening in D.C. They would tell me what was happening in the United States. And you couldn't find 10 people in the United States to explain right. who Mike Harper was. Like, right. Mike Harper? Yeah. Who's that? Who, who's right. Mike Harper? And everybody in Canada knows everything about what's going on in the U.S. And it was so infuriating uh-huh. that these folks are so understanding what's going on in the United States. And we don't even know who the prime minister is. And nobody knew until Trudeau started being so stupid. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you no, anyway, you, 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 the Amer- Americans, I'm afraid to tell you, but I think you already know the answer to this. The majority of Americans don't know what's going on outside America, period. Oh, they we're don't. convinced that oh, we're convinced it's that. the center of the universe, right? And yeah. that's well, kind of one of the problems. That's oh, one of the uh, real listen, serious I, problems. I must have been to America 15 times, and I'll tell you, I've speak to people um, when you start to talk about Europe and, and what's happening in Europe. When I, whenever I've been there, nobody has a clue what's going on in Europe at all. Yeah, Maybe now it's changed. Maybe now it's changed. I don't know. But no, it's not changed I, at all. Yeah. I, I, Other than no, what you've thing. changed it. Well, I, 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 well, that's not going to be very much, is it, Trent? I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, uh, it, it's always amazed me how few Americans actually travel. It's, there's a, it's a very small proportion, isn't it, that actually travel yeah. abroad? Right. Uh, yes, that's correct. Maybe, uh, maybe one of the first world countries were probably last on the list for traveling abroad. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, Especially I, I, if you were, if, well, wait a minute, let me give you a little caveat out of that, though. If we took Mexico, uh, traveled to Mexico, and a couple of islands in the Caribbean out of the mix, uh, I uh, guarantee, yeah. because Mexican travel, yeah. a lot of that is kind of incidental. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we take Mexico yeah. out, we would be a distant last. Yeah. yeah. A distant uh, last uh, on that list. I mean, We're we're going to do the last segment of Roll Route right after this. In the food business, there really evolves into two systems. The conventional food system, which is all about price. How cheaply can you produce something? And then you have the niche marketing opportunity, which is it has still has to be price conscious, but it's more about quality and it's more about knowing where the source of that food comes from. Certified Piedmontese is definitely the latter. Working with Great Plains Cattlemen to produce a consistent supply of tender beef and deliver it directly, conveniently to your door. You can do all of this by simply going to the website. Take your browser to certifiedpiedmontese.com and order today. Welcome back. It's August. Roll out. We're into a new month already. No matter yep. whether you're in Scotland or Nova Scotia, it's the last New Scotland. That's New Scotland for those people. New Scotland. Yeah. Why are we talking New about Scotland. Providence? You talking about Providence, Rhode Island earlier? Yeah, yeah. Rhode, Rhode, Island, Island, was, Rhode Island's yeah. the size of my county. Yeah. Oh, here we go again. This I, is, this is look, look, I, it doesn't matter what size it is. It's a where the old world. Uh, what's the Eagles song? Where the old world. Travels meet, so, so, it, they, they call it Providence. It, 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 
where the old world meets the new world, basically. That was what it was named about in the song. And I went there and I saw that. It was, you couldn't go back in the UK to where Providence is in the US in terms of its colonial feel. There's nobody, nowhere in the UK that's like that anymore. But you know it used to be like that. Do you know what I mean? No, but I, I, listen, I'm going to give you a little different perspective, right? I've always been really critical of the people that um, uh, kind of settled for the current size of of Rhode Island, literally just because how short-sighted really were you, right? That you let your boundaries in uh, like four feet apart. The, the whole country, again, we have city blocks that are almost as big as Rhode Island in some, some cities in America. And Jerry Jones built a bigger stadium than the state, right? Literally, his whole complex is about the size of the state of Rhode Island. And you, you, you like sit there and go. Size matters in the U.S. for some reason. Is that what you're saying? Is that... Well, I'm just saying that literally that the state ended up carving itself off to be this little tiny piece uh, and let everyone around them bully them into a corner where, you know, they got nowhere to grow. They never, they never did. At one point, Pennsylvania uh, stretched way west, right? Uh, Virginia stretched way west, and and the Carolinas went way west. And yeah, they were they were slowly cordoned off, you know, to to new boundaries. Rhode Island settled for a little tiny speck of land on day one, and you just wonder what the heck. I mean, were those people? What were they thinking? Uh, again. If you're, it's kind of like they just never wanted to bid on the neighbor's land, right? They go like, yeah, I don't think so. Never wanted to grow. They wanted their kids to move to another state. No. I I hear what you're saying. I I look at our very little island that that you, you know, but I, I think, look at where this little island was able to spread without expanding its borders. Yeah, no, I agree. Rhode Island didn't do that either, though. I mean, that's the other option. Rhode Island passed on that as well. They don't really export anything except for uh, experienced yachtsmen. Right? That's like the yeah, because there's no sales tax on a on a sailboat or a, a motor yacht oh. in Rhode Island. Oh, okay, okay. That's so, how they attract hey, the boats there. So Rhode Island, the size of a county, has one million people in the entire wow. state. Uh, Nebraska, which has a population of 25 people per square mile for the entire state, we have one city that has a million people, and we only have 1.5 million people in the entire state, and Rhode Island has a 1,000 people per square mile. How would you like to have a 1,000 people in every section? Every, every yeah. section. I would imagine that we're not far off that, Trent. We got sixty million people here in the UK. Well, let me yeah. look that up because I have a computer. If you, yeah. if you, if we were to allow Hank Johnson, the venerable uh, member of the House from Georgia, he would caution you. Uh, and uh, for those that have never looked it up, look up uh, um, Representative Hank Johnson video on islands tipping over. It's just like one of the funniest things that you can ever watch a member of Congress do is to question whether or not the island of Guam might tip over. 
um, because oh. we had too many soldiers on one side. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And so he would be worried that England is just floating, right? And it might yeah. tip over if all of you decide to go to the west side of the country for one one weekend, yeah. what would happen? Would that so side of the island sink? The United Kingdom has 270 people per square mile. So you're a fourth so four of the t- density of Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. You can give yeah, most of the credit yes. for that to Scotland or the Highlands, right? Yeah, you uh, can actually. nobody lives. Yeah. Although the more and more people will start moving there as we as we get nearer to global boiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Global <laughs> boiling. We should start global that phrase. Boiling. Yeah. I live in global yeah. boiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about trying to sell ice cream to Eskimos because this whole July that we've just lived through is probably the coldest July in the last 10 years. And every day our media is telling us about global boiling and everybody's trying to think, well, where is it? Because it's not here. Nowhere near right. here anyway. But there you go. There you go. So the media yeah, we- is... It's falling on its lies, guys. That's what I think is the good news, because people are not buying what they're selling anymore. And I yeah, think that's a good still, thing. They still, they still tune into them, though, right? And so you're still feeding the tiger. Well, do they? Their ad, do revenue, they? Their ad revenue, their ad revenue still exists, right? And when you mm. when you look, so here's a sad fact: when you look at the top ten websites in uh, the United States that are visited weekly. No, it's not number one, but CNN will be in the top ten, right, for sure. And MSNBC bounces in and out of that top ten. What, what, what would number one be? Uh, Google. No, I'm just saying of all websites um, that are visited. And Google ends up being the number one in most of the the polls. Facebook, Twitter, others, you know, come in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Facebook stays in that top 10. Amazon is in the top 10 on a regular basis. There's a couple of porn sites that stay on it, sadly. YouTube is number two. YouTube stays in the top 10 all the time. Um, Wikipedia is seventh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's a great source of information, uh, right? Accurate Porn, information. You're, you're spot on. Pornhub is number twelve on top twenty three percent of all pages. A, are, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's embarrassing. Another embarrassing stat to describe our country, right? And so, oh, any, oh, hey, wait a minute, any country, because that'll be worldwide, won't it? Yeah. Well, a lot of it would be. Yeah. I. I, it just, I, I'm still amazed that CNN has been able to retain its, its, uh, its leadership in, in, in that arena, right? And, uh, I don't know whether it's just that they're the best at being found by search engines or the search engines are tuned to find them first. Uh, MSN, uh, uh I think, I think MSN, to, yeah, MSN's I think news service to, goes up high. I think Google's got a lot to do with that because it points you to those websites, doesn't it? So yeah. Google's orchestrating quite a lot of this. Um, Probably. And I think that's quite remarkable, actually. So that's here's a, a, he here's a different uh, analysis from uh, somebody different. For June of tw- – oh, this is just the month of June. 
2023. Same Google top, YouTube second, Facebook third. Pornhub has moved up to fourth in the month of June. <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder how many people um, have been inspired to go to Pornhub and different pornographic sites because of the sound of freedom, which might explain why the biggest pedophiles, child traffickers in Mexico finance the movie. Yeah. 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 Listen, at the end of the day, um, adults are adults. And uh, it doesn't surprise me in the least that uh, that uh, porn- pornography is high on that list at all. It doesn't surprise me. It might you might not like it, but it doesn't surprise me. I oh no, I can't say that I'm really shocked about it. I said I'm ashamed of it. Yeah, I right. I mean, I, I'm not shocked by hardly anything. I was ashamed by <clears throat> that movie as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I I have. I've been in places in the world where I saw humans being trafficked and, uh, um, you know, et cetera. Right. So I've seen, I've seen it with my own eyes, but I saw adults being trafficked. I didn't yeah. see children I, being trafficked. And I, was, I, I busted a traffic ring in at the Maryland state fair last year. Two yeah, young ladies. You just, you know, you just sit there and you go to yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you have to think to yourself, right. Again, whether, listen, so let's just take a tiny step back, right? And just say, if you look at that top 10 list of websites that have been seen, that are, that are visited, most often visited by people on the internet in the United States, if that doesn't give you pause about what our society is based on and what our culture has become, then I'm sorry, you're lost. No, that's You're true. just lost. Although, although I, in one little bit of defense to that is that they are being driven that way. That's the problem. It's a driven that we're being manipulated that way. That's the really sad thing. Uh, I, I just, can get, I, I, I'm completely I, lost. I, I don't understand it. I don't want to see something that I can't touch. I, I mm. listen, I can t- listen, Andrew, though. I mean, I might have believed that here a few years ago, but the reality is, is most people that use the internet today realize that you can type in whatever you type in. I promise you that if you type in Bible.com, it doesn't take you to Google who recommends you um, uh, to go to a porn site. No, or no, no, to no, CNN, no. right? No, it takes you straight I mean, to Bible.com. Yeah, I know. Right. But you need to know, I mean, you need to know that Bible.com exists to start with, though, to do that. Yeah, maybe, but wouldn't you assume it? Because don't we actually do that if the first thing that happens in a conversation, even among people that are, I mean, so uh, if I were to say to my 84-year-old mom, uh, who now is going to be angry with me because I just said her age, right? But uh, if I were to say to my mom, how do we do something? Her first instinct would be to pick up her phone, and she would try to type in the exact name, windows.com or uh, doorsandwindows.com, or newcurtains.com, right? That would be her first instinct. And she's yeah. not a tech-savvy person. That tells What it tells me is that what people are searching for is what they're finding. 
Okay. That will be the last word. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting food producers to food consumers. For Andrew Henderson, Jay Trade, I'm Charlie Lewis. All three of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. And you can find more information about Lignite at Lignite.com. See how that works, Jay Truitt. Life powered by coal.